Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the SBF Trial, a Coindesk Podcast Network newsletter, bringing you daily insights from inside the courtroom, where Sam Bankman-Fried will try to stay out of prison. Follow the Coindesk Podcast Network to get the audio each morning with content from the Coindesk Regulation Team and voiced by Wondercraft AI. Sam Bankman-Fried is guilty. Twelve jurors spent less than five hours deciding the facts. And yet they quickly decided that Bankman-Fried was guilty on all seven counts. He defrauded FTX's customers and conspired to defraud them. He defrauded Alameda Research's lenders and conspired to defraud them. He conspired to defraud FTX's investors and customers and to conceal the proceeds by laundering funds. The outcome seemed inevitable. The U.S. Department of Justice had a fully fleshed out case, while the defense, as we've said for weeks, seemed to struggle. Judge Lewis Kaplan visibly appeared to lose his patience with the defendant, though he said Thursday he wouldn't share any personal views on the verdict. I wasn't personally in the courtroom when Bankman Freed testified nor when defense attorney Mark Cohen gave his closing. But my colleagues who were there say that some of the jurors looked at the clock during the closing argument. Bankman Freed's inability to answer certain questions, and I say inability in the sense that if he acknowledged some of AUSA Danielle Sassoon's questions, he'd open himself to follow-ups, and if he denied them, he'd open himself to claims of lying. His particular speaking style, trying to answer the question he hoped he'd be asked, sparked admonitions from the judge. The case isn't over. A sentencing hearing has been tentatively scheduled for next March. And Bankman Freed faces another trial on additional charges around the same time. And as the court prepared to disperse Thursday, defense attorney Cohen asked about post-trial motions. We'll almost certainly see an appeal. But as I said, this outcome seemed inevitable. The judge decided to keep the jury around until 8 p.m. instead of ending the day at 4.30 p.m. as usual. The court clerk announced a verdict was reached at 7.38. Everyone was in the courtroom for the verdict. The overflow room was closed, so we all watched the jurors file in. We saw the court clerk show the judge the verdict form, hand the foreperson, juror four, a microphone, ask her for the verdict on each count and poll each juror to confirm the decision was unanimous. Sam, the defendant, Bankman Freed, whatever you want to call him, had to watch her read out the decision. She didn't look at him while reading the verdict. By 7.55, it was all over. After she sat down, you could just hear the court sketch artist for a second. Judge Kaplan thanked the jurors for their service 
telling them being on a jury is a privilege of citizenship. And then, after dismissing the 12 women and men, the judge returned to business, asking about sentencing hearings and a second trial on additional charges set for March. We're on to the next one. I want to take a moment to just contemplate something. Sam Bankman-Fried was found guilty of serious financial crimes. He left thousands of victims, some of whom are still hoping for anything back that they can get back. He's looking at potentially decades behind bars. Based on the testimony and evidence we've heard and seen over the past month, he was an active and willing participant in the crimes he was convicted of, and his role as a truthful person who made mistakes is suspect. All that being said, it is worth acknowledging that what this means is he's going to spend a decade or a few decades isolated from society at large. If he's released early or after the conclusion of his sentence, he'll be dropped into a world different from the one he left. A decade ago, Bitcoin was worth pennies on the dollar compared to today, and this entire industry I spend my time covering barely existed. Smartphones were relatively infant, people used massive desktop computers instead of tablets, and there were around a billion fewer people on this planet. I'm not saying people should feel sorry for Bankman-Fried or sympathetic toward his immediate future, but it's still worth acknowledging. And finally, a note about this newsletter and podcast. Danny, Sam, Helene, Liz, and I have a month's worth of notes and quirks that didn't quite fit into the normal everyday coverage. Over the next few days or weeks, we'll start sharing those. So stay tuned. Want to follow along? Sign up for Coindesk's new daily newsletter, The SBF Trial, bringing you insights from the courthouse and around the case. You can get the podcast each day right here by following the Coindesk Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.